Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. Coming up this hour, we're going to be joined by a Charlotte. She's the mom of a 29-year-old young woman who had serious health issues, and she had a medical, she had blood test done. And on a Friday in December, the results were discovered, and it was very concerning. How long did it get take for the results to get to the family? We're going to hear. It's something you need to pay attention to because the cracks exist in the healthcare system and people do die. That's happened in this case. Now, we have talked, as you know, on this show with police officers, female police officers, women officers all over the country for a number of years, going on 10 years actually. Women officers who were victims of sexual harassment and sexual assault. Some went to court settled out of court. Others had their cases run through court. Others weren't getting to court until they got together and said, let's do something about this. There wasn't going to be a court case. And as you know, last summer, the federal government finally acted and reacted. We, we read a, a news story from 30 years ago where the parliamentary uh, members of parliament were arguing with each other, debating the point that they had in front of them the female officers, women officers were being sexually harassed then. So fast forward to 2016, and eventually and finally the federal minister of public safety, Ralph Goodell, stood up in front of the country in a nationally televised and broadcast news conference facing two large class action lawsuits by women police officers and women employees within the RCMP. And the federal public safety minister said, essentially, this cannot go on. The federal government recognizes the fact that these women have been harassed and assaulted, and we're not going to allow this to continue, and we're announcing a settlement in the class action lawsuits. And then he mentioned Atoya Montague. And I cannot give you the exact words of Mr. Goodell, but he said something like, Atoya Montague is one of the women who has been sexually harassed, or she's one of the women who has been most affected, or one of the women who's a victim. And Atoya has a separate lawsuit going. She's not one of the members of the class action suits. And I, I communicated with her after that news conference, and what I said to her was, Ralph Goodale mentioned you by name, so your case is done. Yeah, the, the, when the public safety minister mentions you by name as a victim, you know, Atoya, he's going to settle with you. He's going to, the, the government lawyers are going to call your lawyer, and they'll offer you a settlement. Isn't that what I said to you? It is indeed what you said to me, Roy. Good to talk to you again, Atoya. It's great to talk to you, Roy. Thanks for having me back. And what happened? Well, since then, a number of things have happened. I've continued to get dismissal, threatening dismissal letters from my employer. Uh, threatening to essentially fire me. 
I also have had um, two separate postponements of my trial, which was initially scheduled for September 2016, which past tense would have been over and done. My nightmare would have ended. But defense counsel came back and requested a delay. And they received the first one without my knowledge that was supposed to be scheduled for January 2017. And then since then, they've come back and, oh, sorry, January 2018. Since then, they've come back with a request for further postponement. And now my new trial is not scheduled until June 2018, which makes, I have to point this out, the, the timeline from the day I filed my first complaint, which was with the Human Rights Commission of Canada in 2012, it'll take me nearly six full years to get to my trial and to um, see a positive outcome to this long, sordid, nightmarish event of my life. And this is with the full knowledge. <laughs> now, before them, before the government, before the judge who's heard all the evidence that led her to approve the class action lawsuit and certify it, which will see 20,000 women getting a letter in the mail, letting them know, we believe you, and if you'd like to come forward with your story, you can seek compensation. So there's enough evidence before that judge, before the government of Canada to approve of all this and set aside $100 million plus in front of the entire RCMP. They're sitting on all this evidence. All that evidence is there, and in it, it's very clear that going through these long, lengthy, delay processes further victimizes us. It, it takes our symptoms of PTSD and the medical condition and exasperates them. I'm definitely not healing through this, let me tell you. Every time there's a setback, every time there's a new set of ridiculous demands for particulars that force me to get into great number of details that I know, Roy, will never, ever result in any single person I'm, I'm naming facing any consequence. No one's being held accountable. I mean, they know all this. So it's really difficult to be in my shoes um, because it feels like a slow, steady torture. They know so well I'm telling the truth. Of course they do. Well, well and, Ralph, Ralph Goodale said that. He pointed, yeah. he named you specifically, and you may have been the only, the only woman plaintiff he mentioned by name. And he very specifically named you as a victim. And so now you've received nothing in the way of any communication, nothing in the way of any correspondence, nothing in the way of an offer of settlement from the federal government or the public safety minister, correct? Correct. And to the contrary, they've done the opposite. They've delayed things. They've pushed things forward. They're, they're bogging me down with demands and particulars. Uh, the, you know, the process, is, if anything, is becoming more burdensome than it was before he said that statement. So, so he used you. Antoya, he used you. He used I you. I honestly don't know. I wouldn't say that necessarily, but well. he used my name. He used three others at, at that news conference, conference, and I believe his sincerity. I believe that the minister wants to see change. I believe he's fed up. I listen to his comments in the media. He sounds like a very frustrated individual every time this comes back in the news about another incident that was improperly investigated where the perpetrators have carried on unpunished, and, and unfortunately the victims have been the ones who face the consequences. The victims are the ones who face the discrediting, the being dragged to the mud, the vicious attacks, the isolation, the bullying. I mean, that is going on now, and there's more stories coming forward about that now. And I know it's frustrating. It has to be frustrating for the minister. But, but wow. again, when you're sitting in my shoes, you really have to wonder, do they really get it? Do they really get the impact that this has had on my life? That it has absolutely 
I've had to sacrifice everything for this, everything to seek justice. And I'm going out of my way to provide solutions and to help them manage this. Yet, this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm here. I'm looking at another year and a half of this. And I don't understand. I wish I had the answers for you, Roy. I really do. I don't understand. Um, and what's frustrating is how many other victims I hear from in policing, in fire, in military, in construction. And what I've learned through all this is that the, the justice system for victims of bullying, abuse, sex assault, discrimination, whether that be their own internal system, the human rights complaint system, the civil and or criminal justice system is falling short and for the most part failing. Okay. You know, we've, we've spoken okay. with, uh, with women in the RCMP, women in, mm-hmm. a woman in the fire department in Toronto, a woman mm-hmm. in the fire department in Halifax, mm-hmm. uh, spoken with, uh, obviously with you, spoken with women officers in the Calgary Police Service, and the story and the experiences have always been the same. There's been the oh, same, okay. the same story has been repeated about the sexual harassment, the sexual assault, the bullying, and, and, and women have sought and required uh, mental health treatment because of the PTSD and what they struggle with and what they, what they live with. Now, when you're very gracious toward Mr. Goodale, Atoya, I have to say that, because for Mr. Goodale to mention your name clearly, he was made aware of you. He was made aware of you, so he mentioned you in the news conference, and I was 100% certain that one of the very first people they would contact would be you, based on the fact that the minister mentioned you by name. And yet here you are, waiting another year and a half, or will expect it to wait another year and a half for your trial to take place. This has to also be financially punishing for you. Oh, extremely. Extremely. And again, that's part of this whole process that they have to deny, delay, and discredit the victims. The delay portion of that is, is a financial strategy, right? If The longer we can push these things out, they eventually will run out of money. And meanwhile, they send you, while that's happening... Parallel to that, they send you letters in the mail saying, we're going to fire you. So the, the, the pressure that it's put on a victim to quit and give up is extraordinary. No wonder more women and men, frankly, don't come forward. They watch us go through this and think, I, I, I don't have that in me. I mean, look at what it took, you know, Jen Ward this week going in front of the police commission in Calgary. I mean, that, that was the single bravest act I think I've ever witnessed a person do. You know, what would it have taken? How hard did they have to push her to get to a point where she would stand up and read that resignation letter, that yeah. powerful letter? Yeah. And she's right. She didn't leave Calgary Police Service. They left her. And that's so backwards because there's a woman who's demonstrating the very skill sets, the leadership skill sets, the communication skill sets that policing really requires. She should be running the organization. She, they should be doing everything to foster, nurture, and promote women like her. And instead, she's, a, she's broken down, bawling her eyes out in front of the whole country, knowing her family's going to be so hurt and to see her so devastated. And she did it anyway. The bravest thing I've ever seen anyone do, by the way, and I've spoken to her about that and given her all my accolades because I believe she's going to inspire a new movement because we're hearing more and more that this is happening in all police forces, fire services, military, and, you know, we spoke with Leslie Bicos on your show this summer, and she's doing the research and the studies, and she's spoken to 60, so far, uh, police officers from 20 organizations, and she says the story is the same across the board. We really have 
to Canadians really have to understand the impact that this is having on public safety, on the pu- public service. I mean, if you think of the hundreds, the thousands of hardworking, dedicated, brilliant police officers and firefighters who have been pushed out of the organization, the very people who should be leading them are the ones who get pushed out. But it's a heady realization when you really think about that. The yeah. impact it's having, and instead of being productive members of society, these people are broken. They're 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 sick with PTSD. Their families are falling apart. I mean, it's just really the impact, the totality of the impact, is something that honestly, it just it really devastates me. No, I, I, I spoke really with I spoke with Canadians. Jennifer was on this program last yeah. summer. Yeah, and she told her story on this sure. program last summer. She did, and nobody reacted uh-huh. to it. Nobody nobody she reacted to it. She she told she told her story. She explained what was going on, yeah. and we spoke yeah. with we spoke with a, a, another member, a woman member of the Calgary Police Service. I'm not going to mention names now, right now. I I, don't, I want to talk to them first, but right. but we spoke at length over an hour about the experiences. Nothing was said. Yeah. Nothing was done. There was no reaction, and they came on this program and they spoke clearly about what they were experiencing, and the emotional level was tremendous. It was so high. Atoya, please hold on. I have to take a break. And then we'll come back and we'll talk more with Atoya Montague. Now she has to wait until 2018 for her suit to go forward. And the federal public safety minister, Ralph Goodell, mentioned her by name as a victim and the federal government has done nothing. We'll come back. Taking on the Titans, standing up for the little guy. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. If you've been following some of the tweets on my uh, Twitter account with uh, some doctors and pharmacists challenging my tweet earlier this morning that if you want to assist the Masadi family, you can go to GoFundMe and the Ontario government should stand up for the Masadis. Well, I heard from one doctor, and then suddenly there were other doctors who were corresponding. And I was a pharmacist who gets involved, and they accused me of uh, supporting uh, unproven treatments and, and that I'm, uh, what was it? Was I'm a charlatan. It's interesting how the whole little group came together, defending the Ontario government and defending the premier and defending OHIP funding. I received a number of emails from people saying, don't you see what's going on, Roy? We can't give it to you in 140 characters. Yeah, 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 I saw what was going on. I've been doing this a long time. I know what it's about. They never once referenced funding the, uh, the Masadis. They just had their own little agenda defending the, uh, the Ontario government. Kind of amusing in a way, in a sad way. Atoya Montague... Back with you, Toya. So what happens now? I mean, you have a lawyer, you have a physician, you have support. Has anybody reminded Mr. Goodell about the fact that he mentioned you in that news conference? I don't know. I'm not privy. <laughs> I don't get updates on what briefings he gets. I wish I did. It would help a lot because it would relieve some of the anticipation and anxiety there if you had more access to what's going on behind the scenes. I feel there is action and obviously this 
great news with the 20,000 potential women being settled to class action is fantastic, and there's momentum there. And frankly, you know, this momentum really started in, in August 2011 when Susan Gastaldo was the first to come forward by launching her lawsuit against the RCMP. And, and when you think about that, that that set us into a steady stream of other victims coming forward from police, fire, and military alike to class actions. Um, it started an avalanche. And this is the positive, uplifting part of the story, is that women really have banded together and said, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. But you need, you need, you need, the, inter- you need so, the intervention now. You need that federal government to step up now, I right? I do. You, I so do. I would suggest, yeah, I, Toya, I would suggest that your lawyer... I need to be older, Roy. I need to get on with my life. I know you do. $55,000 on medical bills in the last two wow. years. $55,000. Because the conditions see, that's... have just... It's, it, the medical conditions that have come with all this is just staggering. It's, it's almost embarrassing. You're looking at your medical file thinking, how did I go from the healthiest human? I ate well. I exercised every day. I was the epitome of health. And now I have a binder from the Veteran Affairs Pensions that is it's 20 inches big, full of stuff. And I'm spending out of pocket that much money in just two years. And I've probably spent as much since I've been on sick leave. So it's probably been more like 150 grand. Just in, my, just in the health service, like, accessing health care because it's expensive to heal all of these things. It really is. You know, it's... And that's it's, a co- component no one's talking about, but it's significant, yeah. and every woman out there listening knows what I mean. You know, it's so wrong. It's so wrong that they're putting you through this because, again, if for no, no other reason than we can say that the public safety minister mentioned you by name as being a victim, and now the federal government is stepping up for other victims who are mentioned not publicly but are in the class action lawsuits, but you're mentioned publicly, so the public safety minister should step up and provide you with the kind of settlement uh, that they've been provided to others or offered to others. And I think maybe your lawyer you. ought, let me just say this, maybe your lawyer should inform the minister, remind the minister that he mentioned you by name and and inform the minister directly that you haven't done anything for Atoya. I love the way you think, and I wish you were my lawyer right now. <laughs> well, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it, Atoya. I'll do it. I'll do it. Please intervene. I will do it for you. I would. I would accept your help in a heartbeat. I will do it. Feels like. Okay, great. I will do it. I have to run because we're out of time, but I will contact the minister's office personally, and I'll let you know what they say. Okay, that's wonderful. And we'll let everybody know what we'll let everybody know what they say. I okay? can't thank you enough for what well, you've done for me and this whole cause, Rory. If more men out there were like you, we wouldn't be having these discussions. We'll that's talk, all I have to say. We'll There's talk a role soon. model, people. Take, take care, Atoya. We'll talk soon. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye. Atoya Montague. We'll come right back.